Chapter Thirty Two of the Life of Honorable William F. Cody. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Barry Eads. The Life of Honorable William F. Cody by William F. Cody. Chapter Thirty Two. Conclusion. After my arrival at North Platte, I found that the ranchmen or cattlemen had organized a regular annual roundup to take place in the spring of the year. The word roundup is derived from the fact that during the winter months the cattle become scattered over a vast tract of land, and the ranchmen assembled together in the spring to sort out and each secure his own stock. They form a large circle, often of a circumference of two hundred miles, and drive the cattle towards a common center, where, all the stock being branded, each owner can readily separate his own from the general herd, and then he drives them to his own ranch. In this cattle-driving business is exhibited some most magnificent horsemanship, for the cowboys, as they are called, are invariably skillful and fearless horsemen. In fact, only a most expert rider could be a cowboy, as it requires the greatest dexterity and daring in the saddle to cut a wild steer out of the herd. Major North was awaiting me upon my arrival at North Platte, having with him our own horses and men. Other cattle owners, such as Keith and Barton, Coe and Carter, Jack Pratt, the Walker brothers, Guy and Sim Lang, Arnold and Ritchie, and a great many others with their outfits, were assembled and were ready to start on the roundup. My old friend Dave Perry, who had presented Buckskin Joe to me, and who resided at North Platte, was most anxious to go with us for pleasure, and Frank North told him he could, and have plenty of fun, provided he would furnish his own horses, provisions, and bedding, and do the usual work required of a cowboy. This Dave was willing to undertake. We found him to be a good fellow in camp, and excellent company. As there is nothing but hard work on these roundups, having to be in the saddle all day, and standing guard over the cattle at night, rain or shine, I could not possibly find out where the fun came in that North had promised me. But it was an exciting life, and the days sped rapidly by. In six weeks we found ourselves at our own ranch on Dismal River, the roundup having proved a great success, as we had found all our cattle and driven them home. This work being over, I proposed to spend a few weeks with my family at North Platte, for the purpose of making better their acquaintance, for my long and continued absence from home made me a comparative stranger under my own roof-tree. One great source of pleasure to me was that my wife was delighted with the home I had given her amid the prairies of the far west. Soon after my arrival, my sisters Nellie and May came to make us a visit, and a delightful time we all had during their stay. When they left us, I accompanied them to their home in Denver, Colorado, where I passed several days visiting old friends and scenes. Returning to Ogallala, I purchased from Bill Fant, an extensive cattle drover from Texas, a herd of cattle, which I drove to my ranch on the Dismal River, after which I bade my partner and the boys good-bye, and started for the Indian Territory, to procure Indians for my dramatic combination for the season of 1878-79. On route to the Territory, I paid a long-promised visit to my sisters, Julia, Mrs. J. A. Goodman, and Eliza, Mrs. George M. Myers, who reside in Kansas, the state which the reader will remember was my boyhood home. Having secured my Indian actors, and along with them Mr. O. A. Burgess, a government interpreter, and Ed. A. Burgess, known as the Boy Chief of the Pawnees, I started for Baltimore, where I organized my combination, and which was the largest troop I had yet had on the road. Opening in that city at the Opera House, under the management of Honorable John T. Ford, and then started on a southern tour, playing in Washington, Richmond, and as far south as Savannah, Georgia, 
where we were brought to a sudden halt, owing to the yellow fever which was then cruelly raging in the beautiful cities of the land of the cotton and the cane. While playing in Washington, I suddenly learned from a reporter, Washington newspaper men know everything, that my Indians were to be seized by the government and sent back to their agency. Finding that there was foundation for the rumor, I at once sought General Carl Schurz, Secretary of the Interior, and asked him if he intended depriving me of my Indian actors. He said that he did, as the Indians were away from their reservation without leave. I answered that I had had Indians with me the year before, and nothing had been said about it. But Commissioner Haight replied that the Indians were the wards of the government, and were not allowed off of their reservation. I told the Commissioner that the Indians were frequently off of their reservations out west, as I had a distinct remembrance of meeting them upon several occasions on the warpath. And furthermore, I thought I was benefiting the Indians as well as the government by taking them all over the United States, and giving them a correct idea of the customs, life, etc., of the pale faces, so that when they returned to their people, they could make known all they had seen. After a conversation with the Secretary of the Interior, the Commissioner concluded to allow me to retain the Indians by appointing me Indian agent, provided I would give the necessary bonds, and pledge myself to return them in safety to their agency, which terms I agreed to. From Savannah, Georgia, having changed my route on account of the yellow fever, I jumped my entire company to Philadelphia, and at once continued on a northeastern tour, having arranged with the well-known author and dramatist, Colonel Prentice Ingraham, to write a play for me. The drama entitled The Night of the Plains, or Buffalo Bill's Best Trail, was first produced at New Haven, Connecticut. It has proved a great success, and I expect to play it in England, where I propose to go next season on a theatrical tour, having been urged to do so by my many friends abroad. After a successful tour of six weeks on the Pacific Slope, thus ending the season of 1878-79, I am at my home at North Platte, Nebraska for the summer, and thus ends the account of my career as far as it has gone. The End End of chapter 32 End of the Life of Honorable William F. Cody by William F. Cody